Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey. Your word today in Yeshua's name. Amen. Today we're talking about the promise of the Ruach HaKodesh and power. We have just spent eight weeks looking at men and women of faith. Wasn't that awesome? I was so blessed doing this study, um, especially with those, those uh, men and women that are a little more obscure than the folks we're used to highlighting. These men and women, though, had something in common. It was the supernatural power of God operating through their lives. When you look at the scripture from Bereshit all the way through the book of Revelation, God has revealed himself in a supernatural way. And it is wonderful. The power of God is the distinguishing sign authenticating that the message we bring and the God that we serve is the real and true living God. Could you imagine how the story would have went? Come on, listen to me. Moshe stands by the Red Sea, staff in hand, mighty man of God. He spreads the staff. He takes a step and sinks in the water. Wah, 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 wah. That doesn't work. David stands before an almost 10-foot giant. And he flings a stone and he hits him right in the head and it bounces off. Wah, 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 wah. Doesn't work. The reason we read the scriptures and have come to faith is because God time and time and time again has showed himself and his supernatural power on behalf of man authenticating that he is the true and living God, and there is none other. And he's done it for his people, and he's done it before nations. Remember Nebuchadnezzar? (laughs) Acknowledging, yes, he is the living God, because he saw his power and his might. Rav Shaul, in writing to the Kehilah at Thessalonica, says this, For our Besorah did not come to you in word only, but also in power, say power, Power. and in the Ruach HaKodesh, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. They were men who had the power of God. Then in his first letter to the Corinthians, he says, For the kingdom of God, say that with me, for the kingdom of God, is not in word, but in power. But in power. You see, power is the distinguishing sign that God is who he says he is. I remember two weeks ago when I spoke, I brought you to the scripture that says to be warned about people who have a form of godliness but deny the power. And we live in the midst of people that have a form of godliness but do not really, really believe in the power of God. Friends, that is not us. We believe in the supernatural power of God. We believe in everything from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, and we believe that he is the same, because he said so, yesterday, today, and forever. That he is God, and he changes not. That's what the word says. The God who did supernatural things in the book of Genesis, the God who did supernatural things at the time of Yeshua, is the same God that does supernatural things today. Supernatural meaning things that we cannot accomplish in the natural. 
God is real. You see, power for the believer is connected to the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. He is the one that enables us to access the power of God. The good news is, is that God promised that he would send us both his Ruach and his power. Say, Baruch Hashem. Acts 1.8 says this, But you will receive power when the Ruach HaKodesh comes upon you. You will be my witnesses in both Yerushalayim and in all Yehuda and in Shomron, indeed, to the ends of the earth. That would include us. Compared to Jerusalem, we are the ends of the earth. So today we will look at both the Tanakh and the Brit Chadashah, right, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and see what it says concerning the promise of the Ruach and the power of God. I want to tell you, folks, this is an important message because our views on this will affect our expectations and that will ultimately have significant impact on how we live our lives of faith. If we believe God is not supernatural and is not powerful and his power is not available to us, that's going to impact the way we live our life of faith out. God is looking for people who believe. Say, I believe. They call me a believer. You know what that means? I believe that God is who he says he is. Now, you may not believe that. That's okay. I pray after today you will. Because we believe God is who he says he is. Every single solitary word. Amen? And the reason I believe that is because, first of all, God's promise of his ruach and his power is to all. Look at this. In Yoel, chapter 3, the prophet, speaking of the time where God would send his Ruach, says this, After this, I will pour out my spirit on all humanity. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. That's just a side note. If you're dreaming and not seeing visions, that means you're on the older side. If If you're seeing visions, you're still young. It says, your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And also on male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. That's around 800 B.C. How many here in the shul today consider themselves part of the human race? Right? He says, I will pour out my spirit On all, say all, all humanity. Are you part of humanity? I will pour out my spirit on all. That means each and every one of us have been given this promise from Adonai. Jew and Gentile alike. Why does God promise this wonderful gift? Well, Because we need his ruach and his power in the acharit hayamim, in the last days. One line of a song that we sing here says, For power to walk this world in white, send your fire today. Friends, we live in an increasingly wicked world. Our country, we murder more babies than anyone else in the world. And it grieves the heart of God. For power to walk this world in white, send your fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit. Send that to us so we could do it. So we could live righteously in an unrighteous world. So here in our passage, Yoel Hanavi, that's 
Joel the prophet, gives us this prophetic promise around 800 years before the time of Messiah. 800 years before the promise is fulfilled. So if you're in a rush with God, take a deep breath and be patient. Savlanut, as we say in Hebrew. Patience, because God is never in a rush. We're always in a rush. God, we want it now. They promised I could have it my way at Burger King. You ever go to Burger King? You never get it your way. You know, I had one of those nostalgic moments. I remember as a kid when Burger King first opened, like the first one on Long Island, my father decided that he would take us kids. And we never got to go out to eat. To go out to eat was a tremendous treat back in those days. Matter of fact, my mother was very, very frugal. If we went out to eat, we would get a hamburger each, not a cheeseburger, a hamburger, and we would split a small fry between the four of us, and no drink. You drink at home. That was a treat, and we were happy to get it. Trust me. So I had, I was nostalgic this week. I said to the kids, let's go to Burger King. We had coupons. <laughs> so we went to, to Burger King, and I placed my order, and lo and behold, the order was wrong. Didn't have what I wanted on it. So, so much for having it your way. And it wasn't that good either. Matter of fact, it's really bad. You know, you have those moments that you think, you know, when the kid was delicious. My goodness, so good. As an adult, not so much. Boy, that was a little rabbit trail. Let's come back to the way. The prophet Joel was speaking about a time when God would pour out his spirit on each and every one of us. The festival of Shavuot, here in Acts chapter 2, it says, arrived. It's not the festival of Pentecost. That's the Greek word for Shavuot. It was a Jewish festival with Jewish men there in Jerusalem, in Israel, in Jerusalem. They're at a pilgrimage feast. And it was the festival of Shavuot and the believers in Yeshua gathered together in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from the sky like the roar of a violent wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire which separated and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled, say all. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to talk in different languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Now we know that the pilgrimage feast of Shavuot commemorates God's revelation in giving the children of Israel the Torah. So Shavuot is the time in which God gave us our Torah, Zaman Natan Torateno. The time of the giving of our Torah. Listen to what Rabbi Yochanan said, rabbinic writing. What is meant by the verse, the Lord gives the word? They that proclaim the good news are a great host. Every, hear this, every single word that went forth from the omnipresent was split up into 70 languages. The school of Ishmael taught, and like a hammer that breaks the rocks in sparks, so every single word that went forth from the Holy One, blessed be he, split up into 70 languages. Now listen to Philo's description of God's word at Sinai. Philo is a Jewish historian and philosopher, and look what he says. Then from the midst of the fire that streamed from heaven, there sounded forth to their utter amazement a voice. 
For the flame, hear this, the flame, remember they had tongues of fire. For the flame became articulate speech in the language familiar to the audience. And so clearly and distinctly were the words formed by it that they seemed to see them rather than hear them. That's what happened in Acts chapter 2. That's Philo's description of what happened at Sinai. When God gave the Torah, which Shavuot commemorates. Isn't that something? There's several things connected with it. Supernatural language, right? Fire that becomes articulate speech. I want to tell you that when Kepha stands up before these men who were no doubt blown away, friends, we are serving in a kingdom that's supernatural. I just watched the kids because they're, they're out of college for the semester. Oh, and they're so happy. I just have to give props to my kids, both of the kids. Both of them, this year, 4.0 averages. So, good job. But they look forward. It's a lot of work. They look forward to the downtime. So, when school is over for this semester, they like to celebrate and they get movies. So, we got the movie Risen. By the way, get it, watch it. It's about the resurrection of Yeshua, but it's the only movie that I've seen where they use his real name, Yeshua, throughout the movie. And it's really, every time I hear it, it just my heart is warmed. But when the guy in the, in the movie sees Yeshua, who he was right there when he was put to death on the tree, And he saw him die before his very eyes when he sees him alive with the Talmudim. You can see it. He's like freaked out in a major way. We don't understand that what we, the kingdom we serve in is so supernatural. The guy was freaked out. And I could kind of relate to that. He was like like pale-faced like this. As he sees Yeshua talking with the Talmudim, with, this, with the, the scars in his hands and in his side, he's totally freaked. He's like, he goes into this, like, he, this fog. Because it's so supernatural, so surreal, almost unbelievable. So here they are on Shavuot worshiping God and all of a sudden something that they were familiar with from Sinai happens to them. And Kepha stands up and says, this is what the prophet Yoel spoke about. This is what he spoke about. This is that. This is God pouring out his spirit on all flesh. This is your sons and daughters prophesying. This is the promise of God that his spirit would be given to you. This is that. This is the fulfillment of that. And he's saying it to a Jewish audience. Friends, we as Jewish believers are the stewards, hear me, of God's spirit. The spirit of God first fell on a Jewish room with Jewish men seeking his face and thirsting for him. I have a question for you. If God promised it for all, are you thirsty for more of God through the Holy Spirit? Matter of fact, he says here in Acts 2, these people aren't drunk, as you suppose. It tells us that when God's power comes upon us, our human flesh could get a little queasy. He said, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Yoel. And I won't repeat it. Everyone who serves God, is that you? Yes, it is. Is promised the outpouring of God's spirit and his power in order to do his bidding here and now. And every one of us need this power. 
Okay, we could do, we could play religion in our flesh. We can. We could be like those people who have a form of godliness but deny God's power and we could soothe our own conscience and say, oh, we're being faithful because we go every week. Or we could be people who truly experience God's power. First of all, wave at me if you've ever seen God's power. I know you have. I've been in situations where only God could do. God's healed me several times. Supernaturally. Woke up one morning and I'm healed and I'm like, this was here yesterday and it's gone today. God. I've experienced his supernatural presence in powerful ways. God's real. He's real. And I know what you're thinking, well, Rabbi, I haven't experienced him like that. That's okay. You can. You can. So we, we have the promise from Yoel, but we also have the promise from Yeshiyahu, Hanavi, Isaiah the prophet. In Isaiah 44, 3 and 5, it says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on dry ground. Water in the Bible is often connected to the Holy Spirit. It says it right here in this verse. I will pour out my spirit. That's the water he's referring to. Not natural water, but spiritual water. Right? For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants. We are the descendants of these folks. My blessing on your offspring. They will spring up among the grass like willows on the river banks. One will say, I belong to Adonai. Another will be called by the name of Yaakov, and yet another will write that he belongs to Adonai and adapt the surname Israel. So here we see the descendants of Israel will promise the outpouring of God's Spirit. Later, Kafer learned that God would also include the Gentiles. So if you're not Jewish and in this room, guess what? You're included. Say Baruch Hashem. That because you've been grafted into the Jewish olive tree, you get to participate in everything that was promised to Israel. Baruch Hashem. That's awesome because God does not play favorites. There's no second class citizens in the kingdom of God. Amen. Now here... That was the promise. And here in Yochanan chapter 7, Yeshua uses similar imagery. Now on the last day of the festival, Hoshana Rabbah, Yeshua stood and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him keep coming to me and drinking. Drinking? Whoever puts his trust in me, as the scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from his inmost being. Now, he said this about the Spirit. Whom those who trusted in him were to receive later. The Spirit had not yet been given because Yeshua had not yet been glorified. So the promises found in the Tanakh concerning the outpouring of God's Spirit seem to abound. And they are confirmed by Yeshua and his Talmudim. And we need to make sure that we don't miss out on that great promise. Friends, for power to walk this world in white, so many believers don't walk in victory. You want victory in your marriage? Holy Spirit. Yeah. You want victory in your emotions? The Ruach HaKodesh. You think you could do it on your own. Guess what? You cannot. If we were meant to do it on our own, Yeshua could have, could have stayed home. So we have the prophet Yoel. We have the prophet Yeshiyahu. Now we have the prophet Yeketzkiel, Ezekiel. And he has this to say in 36, chapter 36 and verse 26, I will give you a new heart. Say a new heart. And put a new spirit inside you. 
And I will take the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit inside you and cause you to live by my laws, respect my rulings, and obey them. Yeshua said, if you obey my commandments, you are my Talmudim, right? How do you obey them? By the Spirit of God who lives in us. I want to tell you, there are many believers who resist the Ruach. And I'm going to tell you in a second, I wouldn't advise that you do that. So that's the promise, and here's the new covenant understanding in Romans 8. And if the spirit of the one who raised Yeshua from the dead is living in you, just like was promised in Ezekiel, if the Holy Spirit is living in you, then the one who raised the Messiah Yeshua from the dead will also give life, say life, to your mortal bodies through his spirit living in you. I think there are many people who, yes, they were immersed into the name of Yeshua and salvation. They were immersed in water. There's three immersions that are recorded for us in Scripture. I talk about this later, but I'll give you a little preview. One is immersion into the name of Yeshua. Shaul talks about it in the book of Acts. He also talks, we all know about immersion in water, right? We got Mikvah. But then there's the immersion in the Ruach HaKodesh. And many, many believers take the first two, and the third one they treat as optional. I don't need that one. That one scares me a little bit. And I want to tell you, you're not alone. What happened at Sinai? Remember what happened at Sinai? The people were terrified of God. And they said, Moshe, you go talk to God and we'll hang back. There's a lot of people who don't want the power of God because what might happen if the power of God comes upon me? I can tell you what's going to happen. God doesn't hurt us or do weird things to us. He empowers us to live in this world victoriously. Doesn't take away difficulty and challenges, but he allows us to go through them in victory. And if the missing part of your walk with the Lord is be able to face challenges, David had many challenges. And every time he had a challenge, he said, hey, Goliath, are you kidding me? You might be 10 foot tall and I might be 5 foot tall. But who are you to defy the armies of the living God that will take this little stone and slay you. Who are you? He was confident in the power of God. That's what the Ruach HaKodesh does for us. Gives us confidence to walk this world in white, to, to overcome in everyday things, your marriage, your emotions, your finances, right? In your faith, in everything that we need. How about the widow? With Eliyahu Hanavi. She was broke. She was on welfare. Didn't have nothing. And what did the prophet say? Did he do something natural? Did he take an offering for her? Did he say, come on, everyone cough up 10 bucks. Let's help her out. No, he said, go and get all the empty jars you could get your hands on. And bring them to me. And take the little bit of oil you have left and fill up every single jar. And that oil was supernaturally multiplied. And know what that did? That supplied for her immediate need and it supplied for her future financial need. That didn't happen by the spirit of man. That happened by the spirit of the living God. It happened by the supernatural power of God. You could be a believer who wants to live just by natural things. That you, whatever you could get done with your natural mind, with your natural efforts, with your natural fortitude, you could be that type of believer. Or you could be a believer that relies on the power of God. I would suggest 
the ladder. You see, this passage in Romans is telling us that we should live life filled and in step with the Ruach. I pray, it says in Ephesians 3, that from the treasures of his glory, he will empower you with inner strength by the Spirit. He will empower you with inner strength. Guys, if you're struggling in areas of your life, you want inner strength? It comes by his Spirit. Many believers have divorced themselves from the Ruach. Not a good idea. How are you empowered? With inner strength? By the Ruach. I want to give you two verses to put in your little pocket, in your spiritual toolbox. Because many people, and perhaps even you, You say, well, Rabbi, I don't believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is for now and for today and for me. I think the power of God stopped with the Shaliachim, with the apostles. And I believe when Yeshua refers to the power of God, he just wanted to give it just to his Talmudim, and then that's it. Well, if you believe that, I'm going to debunk that in two scripture verses, actually three. Ready? Matidyahu chapter 10. Yeshua talking to his Talmudim says this, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Now, that's right. Heal the sick. Say heal the sick. sick. Say raise the dead. If you thought about that for a brief minute, that would blow your mind. But you could justify it and say, well, that was for back then. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Now, like I said, there are those that say the power gifts ceased with the last shaliach, with the last apostle. Now, go with me to Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make people from all nations into Talmudim. That's everyone who's going to be made into a Talmudim. Go into all nations. Make them Talmudim, immersing them into the reality of the Father, the Son, and the Ruach HaKodesh. Listen. And teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, including heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons, preach the good news to the poor. Everything I taught you, you teach them. That means every Talmudim is supposed to do those things. Every one of them. Everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Friends, we're without excuse. That's the promise given to us. And here's this funny thing about God. If I've learned anything about God, this is what I've learned with walking with the Lord. God will not give us even the very promises of the word of God if we don't believe them. That's why you could be a believer. You could be saved, going to heaven, believe that your sins are atoned for, but not walk in any of the other promises. Because yes, you believe that he came and died for your sin. Awesome. But you don't believe that he wants to help you by the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't want to believe that he wants to help your marriage. You don't believe that he wants to come and help you in your finances. You don't believe it. So guess what? You don't get that blessing because you don't believe. I want to encourage you to believe everything. Believe in God's power to help you and your family in everyday life. Say amen. If the men and women we read about in the Brit Chadashah understood that they desperately needed the promise of the Ruach, 
What did they do, by the way? Oh, they only changed the world. That's all they did. The reason you're sitting here today is because of them. Let me give you the second one. God's promise is to immerse. Say immerse. Here it is, Matthew Yahoo 3. It's true that I am immersing you in water, Yochanan the immerser, so that you might turn from sin to God. But the one coming after me is more powerful than I. I'm not worthy even to carry his sandals. He will, say will, immerse you in the Ruach HaKodesh and in fire. He will. Immerse means to plunge into, to embed, to be totally submerged in the power and presence of the Ruach HaKodesh. This promise, by the way, is mentioned in all four of the Besserot. It's mentioned there in Matthew, in Mark chapter 1, in Luke chapter 3, in Yochanan chapter 1. What is God telling us? That we can't miss out on this. We can't afford to miss out on this promise. Luke 24 says, Now I am sending you forth. I am sending forth upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until. Until. You have been equipped with power. From above. He led them out toward Betana, and then raising his hands. By the way, when did this happen? Here's for Kathy. This is Kathy. This happened on the 40th day of counting the Omer, which is which starts tonight at sunset. Right there. Yeshua with his Talmudim goes back up with the Father and he blesses them. What do you think he said? He said, probably the ironic blessing. But he tells them that I'm going to send you power from heaven. I'm going up so I could send the comforter down. Friends, you're missing out on a huge one-third of your walk with God by negating the Ruach HaKodesh. And by the way, like I said, this is a Jewish thing. We, as the Jewish community, have been entrusted to be stewards of the Ruach HaKodesh. J.B. Phillips paraphrases Ephesians 1, 19 and 20 like this. How tremendous is the power available to us who believe in God. When we make firm our connection with God, his life and power will flow through us. Again, Acts chapter 1. Look what he says. At one of these gatherings, this is Yeshua walking among his Talmudim in the, in, the, in the 40 days that he was here, before he ascended. He said this, at one of those gatherings, he instructed them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait, say wait, for what the Father promised, which you heard about from me. For Yochanan used to immerse people in water, which is good, but in a few days you will be immersed in the Ruach HaKodesh. You will be immersed, submerged, plunged, overwhelmed with the Ruach HaKodesh. So how do we access this promise? The scripture we just read said to wait, which implies praying, which implies expectation. What type of expectation do you display before God? Because you know what? Here, get, I want to break you out of your religious mold. And I've seen it in full action. I remember going to Israel, having Orthodox all around you, and the kid next to me, it's time for prayer. Put on his prayer shawl. He said his prayers at supersonic speed rips off the prayer shawl, stuffs it in his bag, and goes back to business as usual. And as I saw that, I'm saying, there's something missing here. There's something missing. Prayer isn't about, let's do it to get it over with. 
Prayer is about connecting with the Holy One, blessed be He. Connecting with Him. There's an exchange between heaven and earth, His heart and your heart. Where your strength, and I can tell you right now, I cannot live my days without God impressing His heart upon mine. What a miserable existence it would be if God, I didn't meet with God in His presence. But we're not in the mode of waiting. We're in the mode of hurrying. Let's hurry up and get it over with. And and, and like like it's a drive-thru. God, this is what I want. I want all the power I could get. I need my family blessed, my marriage blessed, my kids blessed. I need my finances taken care of. And give me an order of large fries to go. And we pull up, we press the buttons and things go, and then we move on. Read the Bible with me. God never operates like that. He gives promises, and 25 years later, they're fulfilled as these men and women are faithfully seeking his faith face every single one of those 25 years. Believing God against all odds, continuing with God, pressing into God. Yet we want to pull up to the drive-thru and say, God, you are so blessed to have me as a son. I know. Listen, this is what I need. I need the next 25 years of my life to go as smooth as butter. And then I need every single need that I got taken care of. And I want to be blessed beyond measure. And could you do it now? And God is up in heaven saying, what am I, a cosmic bellhop? No. Wait until. You ever figure out by now that God's timing and your timing is two different things? That's where people go awry. God doesn't do things in their timing and they say, God must not be with me. He must have abandoned me or forsaken me. God hasn't heard me. There's something wrong with me. I must be a bad apple. No, you're not a bad apple. You're in the family of God. And God moves to the beat of his own drum. Teaching us things in the way, along the way, like trusting him, like faith in him, like perseverance in him. So we access by waiting, by praying. Luke 11 tells us by asking. When's the last time you asked God for more of the Ruach HaKodesh? It says in Luke 11, so even if you, though you are bad, in comparison to God, we are bad, know how to give good gifts to your children. Anyone know how to give good blessings to their kids? How much more? Say how much more. How much more will the Father keep giving the Ruach HaKodesh from heaven to those who are asking him? When's the last time you asked for that? See, we must earnestly ask him for what he has promised. Remember when you were a kid and your parents promised you something? Or if you're a parent currently and you promise something to your kids? How many of you know, right, you figure that out early in parenting, that's a mistake. Keep it between mama, abba, and ima until... Because when you give it up too early, the kids hound you until you do it. Hey, next week, kids, we're going to be going for ice cream at Carvel. You will hear for the next seven days, every waking hour, when are we going to Carvel? When are we going, Dad? When are we going, Dad? When are we going? When am I getting it? When am I getting a gift? When am I getting a present? When is it coming? They will hound you, right? That is how we are to, to go before God. 
Keep reminding him of his promises. God, you promised me. And I'm waiting on that promise. You said I could be healed. God, I want to be healed. God, you said I'm blessed. And I believe I'm blessed. God, you said you'll be with me. Keep asking him. We must ask God and show him that we want what he's willing to freely give us. You know how we show him we want it? Is we keep it before him by asking. You know, we, you know, the scripture says you have not because you, you have not because you. And, or you ask with the wrong motive. Let me give you the third one, and we'll wrap this up. So God says the promise is for all of us. Say all of us. God's promise is to immerse us. Say immerse. And God's promise is to help us. Say help us. Does anyone here in the sound of my voice need any help? I do. I need help every day. You need divine help? You got a situation, a thing that only God could do. Friends, I'll tell you what. In your walk with God, you could be the sharpest tack in the box. You could have your life planned out, every I dotted and every T crossed, and God is going to bring you into a season where he shows you that you need him. That you ain't going to get it done without him. And this is what God gives us cues. And too often we pass on those cues. We toss in the towel, verses fall at his feet. The woman, woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. That's day in, that's day out in misery. But when she saw Yeshua, she said, man, I can't get to this guy. Because think of the throngs of people crowding him. Everyone he touched was healed. So they wanted a piece of him. And here's a frail woman who's already sick in her body. But know what she said? I'm going to get to him by hook or crook. I'm going to get to him no matter what it takes. And I'm going to touch him and get healed by him. Do you have that attitude toward God? God, I know you have great and precious promises. I'm going to get a hold of you till I get a hold of you. And like Jacob who said, I ain't leaving you or letting you go, God, until you bless me. That's the attitude you need to have. It's called chutzpah. Say chutzpah. <laughs> Determined perseverance. Can you imagine the chutzpah of Jacob wrestling with God? I can only imagine God's a pretty good wrestler. Can you imagine? God's a pretty good wrestler. And he showed it. He touched him. Boom. Once on the hip. Boom. boom. And there goes Jacob. The rest of his life had a little souvenir from God. See, God could wrestle, but God was blessed. Hear me. He was blessed by Yaakov. That he would dare have some chutzpah to say, God, I'm not leaving God until you bless me. That's the attitude we need to have. See, listen to me. Don't be have an American mentality. Oh, it's too hard. Can't do it. No. Have a biblical mentality. God, I'm going to hang on to this thing until it comes to pass, till my marriage is blessed, till my finances are right, until my body is healed, until my kids straightened out. I'm going to hold on, God, no matter what it takes. I'm going to seek your face until it happens in my life. That is what the patriarchs and the men and women of old did. And that needs to be our mentality. Because God wants to help you. Yochanan 14, And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. 
speaking of the Ruach, the promise of the Ruach, and will be in you. But the helper, the Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. He will testify of means, chapter 15. You see, it says that the Ruach HaKodesh will help us in all things. How many things are all things? All things. Big things, little things. Things that you think are insignificant to God. I want to tell you this. There is not one thing in your life that God thinks is insignificant. I can can tell you right now, as a father of two kids, my kids come to me all day long. Dad, I got this shit. Now, can I tell you, at 53 years old, the things that they bring to me, to me, don't seem like a big issue. But I understand to them that they are a big issue. And I treat them seriously. And we pray about it. And we seek God about it. And I instruct them about it. I don't say, oh, that's, that's nothing. And neither does God do that to us. Everything that concerns you concerns him. Hear that. Everything. Now, I'm going to give you one more nugget. How many of us here, I'm going to be over in five minutes. I'm going to get you out to lunch. Trust me. You could go eat whatever you're going to eat and enjoy your Shabbat, you know, your Motsi Shabbat. How many people here in this room, show of hands, would love if Yeshua would just come and be next to them all day long and help them and everything? Come on, give me a hand. Can I tell you something? I hate to say that's the wrong answer, but that's the wrong answer. I'm going to take you to a verse. Yochanan chapter 16, verse 7. Yeshua says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. So if Yeshua is telling you, I tell you the truth, you know what he's saying? You can bank on what I'm going to say here. He says, it is to your advantage that I go away For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. What's he saying? It is better for me to be up in heaven and for me to send you the Ruach HaKodesh. It is an advantage to you that I go and he comes. Now all of us want him next to us. He doesn't want to be next to you. He wants to be where he is in a place at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. That doesn't mean he prays for you every prayer. It means it's his position. It's an intercessory position. And he wanted to be there, and he was going to send you another helper to be with you until the end of the age. It is to your advantage that that's the way it is. But here is where it becomes a disadvantage if we disregard the Ruach HaKodesh. If we say, I don't need the Ruach HaKodesh. I don't want the Ruach HaKodesh. Friends, he said, it is to your advantage that I go. So I could send him to you. So he could be your private and personal helper and counselor and comforter and friend. And it goes on to say that he's going to do all these things for you. But he's going to come to you. It's better to your advantage. You see, he didn't get it wrong. Yeshua could have did everything he wanted. Anything, right? He could have multiplied himself and he he could have been with us. He could appear to us every once in a blue moon. And say, no, I'm still with you. But he said, no, it's better that I go and I send him. Here's the bottom line. The purpose of the promise is clearly stated by Yeshua himself. And this is my last verse. But you will receive dunamis. The Greek word is dunamis. What do we get from that Greek word dunamis? You get several words. You get dynamite. You get dynamo. It means explosive power. And you will receive dunamis when the Ruach HaKodesh comes upon you. 
and you will be my witnesses in both Jerusalem and in all Yehuda and Yeshomron. Indeed, it's to the end of the earth. You will have power that you don't currently have. Does anyone here need the dynamic, explosive power of God? Yes, you do. Listen, if you want the power of God, you just need to be receptive to the power of God. Listen, I'm going to just close with this. You often get people, you know, these are the, you know, the quasi-Bible scholars that are out there on the internet and wherever else they abide. Well, show me that in the Word. Show me that in the Bible where God does... Th- well, listen to me. The first time God caused the sun to stop still in the sky, it never happened before. First time he split the Red Sea, never happened before. First time he threw a stick into the water and the bitter became sweet, never happened before. God says all things are possible for those who believe. What does all things consist of? Things in the word of God and things perhaps never seen before. No one ever walked on the water before until Yeshua did it and then Kepha did it. It was never done before. What does that mean? That maybe you need something that just isn't in there. Doesn't mean God can't do it. He can do it. All things are possible. All things. For those that believe. And it happens through the Ruach HaKodesh. I want you to take the next, you know, Shavuot's coming up. Ten days. I want you to meditate on this word. Maybe download it from the, from the podcast and listen to it. And start talking to God between you and him about your own personal need for more empowerment from heaven. Friends, we could walk and, and be on our way, heaven bound, yet be beaten. The, the, the enemy is happy to beat the living daylights out of you every waking day that you live. And he's happy to do it. That's his mission statement. Or you could decide by the power and person of the Ruach HaKodesh, I'm going to live in victory. And matter of fact, I'm not going to take a beating from him. I'm going to give him a beating. By plundering hell, by healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons, cleansing the leper. Oh, Rabbi, you don't think, no, I think that's possible. Matter of fact, there are people doing it today. I want you over the next 10 days to decide who you want to be and what you want out of your walk with God. You want just a little bit of religious experience? You could have that. What do you want the real thing? Authenticated by the very power and presence of almighty, almighty God. I'm telling you, I'm imprinted with that image that I saw in that shell. That person was freaked out by seeing the risen Messiah. He was freaked out. This guy was dead as a doornail. But he's alive. Who you hire? He's alive. If you don't get the who you hire, you won't hear for the sermon. He's alive. The faith that we believe in is totally and utterly supernatural. If you pull out every supernatural event from the scriptures, we don't have a faith. We don't have a faith. Consider that over the next 10 days. Let's stand.
Yivarechach Adonai v'yishmorecha Yorer Adonai pana v'lecha v'chunecha Yisar Adonai pana v'lecha V'yisim lecha shalom May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace that surpasses understanding. Father, bless your people with health. Father, bless your people, Lord, with prosperity in spirit, soul, and body. Father, bless their children. Bless their families. Father, bless the work of their hands. Bless them. Abba, as they seek your face, and we ask of Hashem Yeshua Mishikenu, Haben Adonai Tzikenu. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, and Shabbat Shalom.